Well, some of you know that I used to live in India, so you may have heard this story before, but I wanted to share it again with you today. So back in the late 90s, I lived, like I said, in India, and while there, life became very unpredictable, and the government got involved in scrutinizing the work that we were doing. Tensions were high, and it was not unusual for me to be pulled out of a class that I was teaching to be questioned for hours on end. While we had done nothing wrong, uh, it was certainly a trying time, which led to enormous amounts of stress and uncertainty in my life. Um, at one point, I actually lived not knowing if I was going to be arrested or kicked out of the country, and so you can imagine that tension inside. I learned to live my life fully dependent on God because things were certainly out of my control. My parents had actually planned to come and visit me, and I called them and told them, you know what, I think you're going to need to cancel, because I could not guarantee their safety, nor did I think it was best for them to come at this time. But needless to say, being parents, what did they do? They showed up. <laughs> they came. You know, self-preservation self is instinctive. We do what we can to hold things together. And as I stood in the airport waiting for my parents to come through security, I was so excited. But what happened next, I still find hard to put into words. There was a metal barricade between us, and as my mom came around the corner, she saw me, and she dropped everything, and she ran to me. My dad joined her, and we embraced together over the barricade. And in that moment, I have never felt so safe or loved. It was like I had exhaled for the first time in years. Their embrace unlocked a dam of emotions, and as they held me, I knew that I was going to be okay. I knew I was being held by those who truly knew me. I knew I was with people that I belonged to. You see, when we know who we belong to, we're able to fully accept the fullness of that love, to know that we are not forgotten. There's me, the water buffalo. They were my friends. <laughs> Well, today we're concluding our series, Don't Forget to Remember. And over these past weeks, we've looked at the importance of remembering, of remembering God's love and his faithfulness, of remembering our purpose, of remembering his word and his promises, and that he's coming back. And today, we're being reminded that God himself remembers my hope is that this morning we can find God in our journey in ways that maybe we've never fully acknowledged and we can come to a deeper appreciation and awareness that he remembers and he has not forgotten his promises to us. Well, our passage comes from Isaiah 49, verse 15 and 16. I'll read it for you here. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are always and ever before me. Here the prophet Isaiah is talking to the people, and he's calling 
Israel back to God. And he recognizes that life has not always gone the way that they wanted. And Isaiah is reminding them that God has not forgotten. Like any one of us, we all have moments where we ask God if he's really there. Hello, remember me? We all have times that we feel this way, wondering where God could have possibly gone and why things seem so quiet. God hasn't abandoned Israel, but it appears that Israel has forgotten God. They've left God on the back burner, and Isaiah is trying to get their attention and remind them that God has not forgotten them. See, it's not often that a mother could forget to feed her child. Not only would the cries of the child remind her, but her body herself would remind her, hey, it's time to feed the baby. Now, it's possible she could forget, but it's not likely. But it's a vivid picture for us. As much as you know a mom will most likely not forget, God will most certainly not forget. It's a declaration, a reminder to the people of God that he remembers. He cannot and he will not forget. While it's extremely rare for a human mother to abandon her newborn, we do know that this can and does happen. But it is not possible for our Heavenly Father to forget or fail to fully love his children. In fact, verse 16 says this, See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are forever before me. Well, it's actually uh, a metaphorical statement, but it's also a foreshadowing of what was still to come in God's active work to redeem us back to himself, to show us that he remembers. You know, it's been said, God works with blood-stained hands. Now, in former times, slaves would have the name of their master written on their hands. And a twist of devoted love, God says to his people, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. God sees us with love-filled eyes. We didn't put our names there. He did. He put your name on the palm of his hand. Never to be forgotten. And it's his declaration to show us his love that he remembers. And in time, Jesus himself would take those same hands with our name written on his hands, and they would be pierced on the cross for our sins, for our iniquities. He would make a way for us. You know, in the ancient world, major cities were surrounded by walls. Anthony actually talked about walls today, the Jericho walls. Walls marked the border of the city and were the primary defense for any city. The city walls represented strength, stability, and security. This part of Isaiah's prophecy actually addresses the time when the people of God were in Babylonian captivity, and the walls of Jerusalem were broken and had been burnt down. This is why Zion claimed the Lord had forsaken her, and yet God replies, your walls are continually before me, meaning he's still fighting their battles. He hasn't forgotten. He is their fortress and their defense, 
even when the physical walls have come crumbling down, and even when our lives seem like they are all falling apart, he is still there fighting for us. God does not just see things as they are. He also sees them as they will be. We are given this promise. You know, almost all of us experience times in life when we feel utterly alone or even abandoned. You might be here today feeling this is all so new and feeling overwhelmed. Well, through the prophet Isaiah, God makes a tremendously comforting promise. He says, you may feel completely forgotten by every human being in your life, but God will not forget you. Listen to these verses from different parts of the scriptures that I want to read for you this morning. In Psalms, it says, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Isaiah confirms that God loves us like a compassionate and comforting mother. He says, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. In Psalms, it restates that God loves us like a compassionate and comforting father. He says, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Over and over, the Lord says, I, the Lord, made you, and I will not forget you. So you know when you've had a moment that you've shared with someone and it's really meant a lot to you? Maybe it's even been a secret crush that you've had for some time. But you've had this interaction and it's made an impression on you. And you're like, oh, that was awesome. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Thank you, Peter. (laughs) Peter's like, been there, done that. (laughs) Well, those are significant moments that we often recall and we hold on to with gratitude and appreciation. And then later down the road, you're not so sure if they're going to remember you, but it was pretty significant for you having the experience. And then by chance, you meet up again. So you know those feelings of gratitude or awe or just excitement or even those butterflies if it's someone you like, right? I know I'm not alone. But you find yourself in this moment meeting up with them again. And you're a bit timid because you're not actually sure they remember you. And then the moment arrives. You're face to face and perhaps someone graciously reintroduces you. And then that person looks at you and says, oh, hey, I remember you. Yes, it feels awesome, right? You're like, yeah, they remember me. Especially if it's a crush, that's a big deal. It's like, yes, right? But it's an amazing feeling that we have inside when all of a sudden we get that warm, fuzzy sensation to know that someone has remembered us, that that interaction was just maybe as significant to them as it was to you. Well, I kind of sense that that is how we should feel about God, knowing that he remembers us, that God doesn't forget us, and those warm, fuzzy, proud feelings inside of us should probably be more common than not. He remembers you. Now, it's normal for us to forget things. So how many of you couldn't find your compass card this morning, or you forgot where you left your keys, or maybe where you put your wallet? Oh yeah, see, I see some hands, some honesty here in the room. Okay, maybe you forgot where you parked the car, or maybe you were supposed to send somebody a really important email this week and you forgot. 
Or, yeah, see, I hear the giggles. Or maybe you had to make a, a payment this week and oh, you forgot because that's, that's overwhelming. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and your tummy's rumbling because you forgot to eat breakfast. Oh, who forgot to eat breakfast this morning? Any hands? Oh, one right here. Okay, so do you have a peanut allergy? Okay, there you go. Anybody else forget to eat breakfast this morning? Yeah, you did you? Okay, here you go. There's one. Okay, and I see one way up there. Like, if I toss this, I'm going to peg someone in the head. So, you know, we're going to... Are you ready? Okay. Just forgive me. Ed, if I hit you, forgive me. Oh, I'm not... Lila's covering... Okay. You know what? Here you go. Ready? One, two, three. That one was my fault. (laughs) But you know what? Sometimes we forget. And that's pretty normal and pretty natural for all of us. We forget things. It happens. You know, one time a bunch of us youth pastors were gathering for a Christmas party, and it happened to be actually a really cold and snowy night. So Ben was kind enough to drop off his wife Heather at the door and headed out to find parking. And he made his way back to the house, and we we're all standing around waiting for him to come walking in with the baby. And Ben walks in, and we all look at him. Where's the baby? (laughs) Oh my gosh, Ben. He's like, he forgot the baby down the road in the snowstorm parked in the car. (laughs) So Ben hightailed it back out of there and ran back to get his little daughter. Now, if you're a parent here, you've probably had that experience where you forgot your child at some point. It happens. You are in good company, I assure you. (laughs) But it's a relatable feeling. We all forget things. And as for often as we forget, and we do, we need to know that God himself never forgets. He always remembers. I think we can often mistake God's active remembering in our lives for sensing that means he always needs to answer us. Think about this for a moment. When life doesn't unfold how we want, in our humanity, we default to thinking that he's somehow forgotten. And when we feel left out, or we feel abandoned or forgotten, we tend to turn our backs and walk away. And it's a means of protecting ourselves from further disappointment and even heartache. I think of the Israelites. God saw their suffering and heard their complaints while they were in Egypt. Exodus 2.24 says, And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. He delivered them from Egypt, and they were so grateful. And then their gratitude turned to grumbling, and they soon forgot what they had been rescued from. God had them wander in the desert for 40 years years. That's a long time. But in that time, he never forgot them. God let them stay lost for 40 years. They begged him to go to the promised land, but God let them wander. He cared for them in ways they didn't even pray for. Their shoes in 40 years didn't wear out. He gave them fire by night to guide them as they walked, and every morning he sent them manna which means mercy bread, from heaven to fill their bellies. You see, the fulfillment of God's promise to Israel took time. But in the waiting, God never forgot them. He never stopped providing for them. I wonder how many of us have found ourselves in the waiting or in the wandering and thinking and feeling that God has forgotten us. Perhaps you've not recognized the prayers that have been answered in your situation. 
because we've been too busy feeling sorry for ourselves or have been focusing on the wrong things, maybe our perspectives need to be challenged today to know that in our wandering, God has not forgotten. And maybe, just maybe, his provisions in the waiting are blessings that we have not recognized. God remembers. I know there was a time in our lives not too many years ago where we had to close our church plant. Something we had given eight years of our lives to was suddenly no more. And as we walked through that painful season in our lives of letting go, we had no idea where we were going or what we were going to do. How do we pay our bills? How do we survive? Where do we go? Where is God? He had completely forgotten us? Are you there? Why has this happened? What is going on? Why? Well, over the coming year, we saw provisions come in all different ways. And perhaps you too have asked these very same questions in your life and your journey. Things that came our way that we never anticipated from the people around us. On several occasions, grocery gift, uh, gift cards showed up on our doorstep, helping us to put food on the table. Another time, movie tickets were gifted to us for us to take our kids out to have a fun evening together. Another time, a check came in the mail from someone far away, letting us know that they were thinking of us. Months later, Anthony started working for Canada Post as a letter carrier, and I have no doubt that there were many times in that journey he wondered if God had actually forgotten us. It wasn't easy. You've heard him talk about it before. And yet all along the way, we had answers to prayers that we hadn't even prayed. And why? Because God remembers, and he knows how to love and look after his children. Matthew 7, verse 11 says this, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask? In Psalms it says, <clears throat> He who remembered us in our lowest state, for his steadfast love endures forever. God remembers. Even at our lowest and darkest moments, he remembers Sometimes we're looking in all the wrong places. We're looking up for the big and the miraculous rather than looking at the low and seeing the grassroots of God's love for us in action all around us. God doesn't forget to remember. He's not too busy to take care of the biggest needs in the world and forgetting to take care of your heart or the disappointment of a relationship that's fallen apart or an illness has crept up suddenly, or one that has held you captive for years on end, or the mountain of debt that seems to loom. He's not too busy for those things. He remembers, and he is with us. We've talked about this person before, but you may remember the story of Jane Martutsky. She's a singer known as Nightbird. Jane appeared on America's Got Talent in 2021, where she received a golden buzzer for her original song called It's Okay. Well, during her audition, Jane shared a bit of her story. That included a terminal cancer diagnosis and a gut-wrenching divorce that followed soon after. Her blog fills in more of her journey, and 
If you've never had a chance to read it, I would encourage you, just look up Nightbird. Many of her writings are very profound and inspiring. Sadly, she passed away in February of 22 from cancer. But her songs and her blog speak to the power of a God who remembers, even in the darkest of times. One of my favorite blogs of hers is called God on the Bathroom Floor. And I'd like to read some of that for you this morning. After the doctor told me I was dying, and after the man I married said he didn't love me anymore, I chased a miracle. I spent three months propped up against a wall. On nights that I could not sleep, I laid in the tub like an insect, staring at my reflection in the shower knob. I vomited until I was hollow. I rolled up under my robe on the tile. The bathroom floor became my place to hide, where I could scream and be ugly, where I could sob and spit and eventually doze off, happy to be asleep, even with my head on the toilet. Even on days when I'm not sick, sometimes I go lay on the mat in the afternoon light to listen for him. I know it sounds crazy, and I can't really explain it, but God is in there, even now. I have heard it said that some people can't see God because they won't look low enough. And it's true. If you can't see him, look lower. God is on the bathroom floor. You see, God takes pleasure in remembering us. He hasn't forgotten and what a powerful thing to know that he remembers, because you and I, we so often forget. And when we do, we question if he's there, we get busy and distracted, and we forget to remember, but he never stops remembering. Maybe today, you're in the thick of the toughest terrain you've ever faced. Perhaps it's daunting and dark. Maybe you've fallen and, and feel battered by the journey, Perhaps anxiety and depression have grabbed a hold of you and things seem relentless. May you know that he is right there with you, providing for you, putting people in your life to journey with you, encouraging you, lifting you up, preparing a way ahead of you. He has not forgotten you. You see, I forgot what it felt like to be held by those who knew me. I forgot what it felt like to be truly known. I forgot what it felt like to be safe in the arms of my mom and dad. Until that moment that literally took my breath away, and the embrace reminded me of what it felt like to be loved so deeply, to be cherished, and to be valued. God delights in remembering. And I want you to know today that he hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't put you on the shelf. He hasn't decided to get back to you later or silence your cries for help. Your name is written on the palm of his hand. Your face is always before him. The answers to your prayers may not come how you want, but that does not mean that he has forgotten he desires for you to discover his remembering in ways that are unique and tangible to who you are. Many of you may be familiar with this poem, Footprints in the Sand. And I want to read it for you this morning in closing. 
I want it to cause us to be introspective and to recognize that maybe, just maybe, we've been preoccupied. Maybe that we've forgotten God. And perhaps you need to be reminded today that He has not forgotten you. Even when you cry out, Hello, are you even there? He remembers you. I want to invite you, if you feel comfortable, to close your eyes while I read this, or you can watch the words on the screen. And then I'm going to invite us into a time of prayer together. So I want you to hear these words this morning. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. Well, this really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you, and I will never leave you. Never, ever, during your trials and testings, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I want to lead us into a prayer this morning and ask if you feel comfortable to just simply repeat after me. Father, I thank you this morning for your presence in my life. Thank you that you were always with me even when I can't see it, even when I can't feel it. God, would you open my eyes to help me see you, to know that you remember me and that I can see your faithfulness in my life. You are a good God, and you always remember Help me this week to have an awareness of you and to know that I am in your care. Thank you for remembering me. Help me to remember you. We ask this in your name. Amen.